Okay, now we're recording. Hello and welcome to Travelers, a podcast of ideas to help stroke survivors and other brain injured to improve their ability to walk. Today's guest speaker is Julia Fox Garrison, a stroke survivor who gratefully willed her way after stroke of recovery. Julia is the author of Don't Leave Me This Way. Here's Julia. Hello. Um, when uh, Robert contacted me about your podcast about talking about balance, I was like, wow, that's a whole different concept of, of the stroke recovery that I didn't really think about. But it also aligned with what I was going through uh, just in the last four months. My neurologist had sent me to balance therapy. And I go to a, uh, uh, an OT, uh, a PT in Gordon College, Massachusetts. They have a balance center and they put you on harnesses and you do all kinds of things that you couldn't typically do with stroke uh, hemiparesis, which is what I have. I have uh, hemiparesis on my left side, so it's weak and doesn't function very well. And I wear a brace and I use a cane. My cane's name is Steady. And uh, Steady's been with me since I uh, was discharged from the hospital in 1997, believe it or not. So in July, uh, July 17th this year, I'm celebrating my 24th homage to my hemorrhage. So the things I wanted to talk about is I'm going to just focus typically on, on the balance side of stroke, but I will, I, I believe that, you know, so, first and foremost, everything with recovery and it doesn't mean just stroke anything. It starts with your attitude. And your attitude um, is what's going to pull you through and give you, a, my motto is positive outlook equals positive outcome. And what that means is if you focus on the positives, you're gonna have more positives rather than magnifying negatives, which will eventually grow. So you're, I believe that the only thing that will cripple you or handicap you in your life is a bad attitude. So now um, getting back to the, the balance side of things, I was falling so much that this was just recently, I, I, I always joke, I am imbalanced and I always need to be balanced. I'm striving for that all my life. We're all looking for balance in everything we do. But um, my, my, my falling was causing a lot of problems and needing MRIs. I, I tore my MCL, I fractured my knee, I've had all kinds of issues. And so the balance therapy was a new concept. And I have to tell you, in the four months that I went, I really benefited. One of the things I could not do was walk, well, I, as I told you earlier, I have a brace and I have a cane, but I could not walk at one step backwards without falling. And that's how I was hitting my head constantly and causing injury. So now I can do that. And the thing is with therapies, we don't, you know, same with, I have Botox shots in my arm and in my leg because of the tone and spasticity. And with these type of modalities of therapy, 
you have to also put in the work. Most people think they go that one session and then you're done. No, I go home and I practice everything that I was, I was shown. So I will, will hold on to the island in my kitchen and put my, just stand on one leg for as long as I can and then shift to the other leg or do some of the exercises. It's so important that um, we, we do the work ourselves too. There's no magic wand. There is a, there's, I always say in one of my, in my presentation, I talk a lot about the, is it luck or is, is it hard work? Well, there's no luck in recovery. It's all hard work. And with stroke, it's a lifelong work in progress recovery. And if you ever are told that you plateaued, just take that word and throw it out the window because there's no such thing in plateau in general. Plateauing, what they mean in, in healthcare speak is that you're, you're leveling off and you're done recovering. This is, is not true. What happens with stroke, and I had this where I've had the span of 24 years and I have a lot of experience now in recovery, is that you sometimes have a leveling off for a period of time only because you sometimes have to look and reevaluate and, and maybe uh, redirect what you're doing in your recovery. And it's just a way of measuring. And, you know, and before I was a patient, I thought what plateau was as a flat land in the mountains, a geographical term, but it's not in, in, in recovery. What plateau is, is really a respite just to give you that. So you're working so hard. Sometimes you have to step back and have a respite. And then, you know, I, my hand doesn't work at all. This, it's just good for decorating. So I, you know, if I wanted to work on my fingers working again, I could spend days every day working on my hand and it will get more functionality. But at some point I said, I have to have some, um, I have to have some way of living again and not constantly be working on the recovery. And so I always just maybe put aside just some time every day, not, not these big spans of time, but just, you know, moments like five minutes here, five minutes there, and then you're doing it and you're creating a habit. And that's really important because habits is what's going to help you in your recovery. So when I first initially stroked, I, um, I was in a wheelchair for a long time. I was in the hospital for about three months. And I, uh, when I, and I was very, very sick. They didn't, they only had 2% chance for me to live. And they told me if I, if I did live, I would never get out of a wheelchair. And I can tell you now I can walk. I can, you know, I, I walk with a hook in my arm and I walk with a limp, but I'm not in a wheelchair right now. And I believe that the power of the human spirit is so great. So really trust your instincts and yourself. But when I first was in that wheelchair, I used to run. And so I had my mother bring me up to the mall and set me into the, into the center of the mall and I'd watch people walk. And doing that was creating visualization. I was looking at the mechanics of people walking. And then I started visualizing it in myself. And visualizing is going to help you. It creates new pathways in your brain. It's called neuroplasty. Neuroplasty wasn't really studied back when I was doing it, but because I was doing it naturally, and I believe it was a gift from God to, to, to figure that I needed to do that because I started dreaming that I was running. But the um, thing with balance 
is um, the visual visualization. Visualize yourself balance. And, and that's going to create these pathways. And if you do it enough, it will start, your brain will start to remember. And it's, um, and, and you know, the thing, the thing with balance, it's really everything in our walking, even sitting. When, initially when I stroked, um, I couldn't even sit in a chair. I just literally would, like a kitchen chair, I would fall out of the chair like jello because I had no center of gravity. I couldn't sit in the bed because I had no balance, no gravity. So they have to prop me up with all kinds of pillows and, and kind of strap me in so that I'd be sitting up because I, I just flump over like Raggedy Ann. So, um, you know, the, dis the disabilities, you know, we need to start reframing how we think of, of, of our recovery and realize that, um, you know, we're always raising the bar. So like, I got to walk backwards this week. I was like ecstatic because I had never done that without falling. And then she had me do it with my eyes closed. So the thing with balance, these are the things I learned in my balance therapy is practice things like standing if you can. I mean, some of you might be in a wheelchair if it's temporary or, or even long-term, there's things you can do in your wheelchair, but practice um, sitting as straight or standing as straight as you can, close your eyes and then um, try to stay balanced, but have, do it with safety, of course. I mean, you have to have some, something to hold on to. Um, the things that she had me do was to walk slowly with my eyes closed and turn left and right with my head. That's a real hard thing to do. Um, I, I have to say, but I was, in the, I was in the therapy program for about four months and I really improved. In the beginning, I couldn't, you know, the, some of the test measures that they do is, can you stand and sit in a chair, um, getting up and down and how many times you do that. Um, I, I initially was, I go to the gym actually every day. That's part of my therapy. Uh, I'm, I don't, I don't really get to get my heart rate up as much as I'd like because of my stroke, but I do work hard to stay strong. It's very important to keep your core strong. So if you're in a wheelchair, even try to do some of the um, things that work your core, because that's what's going to balance your whole body. We forget that it's not just our limbs. It's our whole, our whole core that is keeping you strong. And, um, you know, one of the other things that you, we, we often say in, in life in general is if we say, I can't do that. Well, that, if you say can't, that's going to close the door to all possibilities. I like to say, I can't yet. So I couldn't yet opens the door to possibility. Yet doesn't say it'll never happen. Yet has the opportunity. So these are just some of the little things that I, um, I, I mean, there's, there's so many things I could share with you, but as far as just the balance and the walking, I have tried, the other thing on that is I've, I've been through, I, I probably have had maybe no less than, I had, at one time had a picture a long time ago, but I probably have had no less than 50 braces in my life of the 24 years. And I am always like, I don't want a brace that just supports me. I say, I want a brace that makes me work. I want a brace that I have a very innovative um, orthotist. And this is another thing that's part of your balance. Have an excellent relationship with your orthotist. 
because your orthotist is the one that's going to help you with the mechanics of, of walking and, and, and improving. Like I had splints in my arms and I had all kinds. And um, so I had, um, you know, my orthotist is so creative and we're constantly saying, I don't want that muscle to just be frozen and support it. I want to make it work so it won't atrophy. So that's my mental attitude towards my recovery that I plan on running again. And the first thing I said when I went to balance therapy was, she's like, well, what do you want aside from falling? Because I was, I still fall a lot. And I have, I did fall twice in between. I gave myself a complete black eye because I, <laughs> I, I mean, I look back now and I laugh, but I thought I could um, kneel on all fours to get something under my bed that I needed, my light switch. And I fell and crashed and black, got a black eye. But um, so I said, well, now I have to work on my leg strength because I had my arm strength. So it just, these things are not, instead of sitting and crying about, oh, I look what I did. I'm like, how can I improve? How can I prevent this from happening again? So um, in closing, I want to just cover that. Make sure you visualize, visualize what you are trying to achieve and do that over and over again. Create good habits. Do, do things in a pattern that are positive rituals that will help you in your recovery. Uh, three, um, make sure that you have a positive attitude. That, that actually, that should be your number one. Starts with your attitude and, and smile more often. Believe it or not, if you smile more often, you're going to have a happier life, believe it or not. If they, they spend studies about just how to promote um, you know, a, a general sense of contentment. Um, also, um, remember that keep thinking about different things. Here's another thing I did a lot. I, I made myself available for all the studies that were out there for all the scientists doing different things. I did a gate lab. I did that all different types of studies for that, all different types of bracing. I was really, I was willing to be a risk taker to see what was on the horizon. And lastly, I want to say is don't ever give up hope. Hope is what's going to get you through the next, it's, it's, it's going to motivate you. That hope is your motivator. And always remember that there is always hope. I've had, I've done a lot of medical conferences where a doctor will say, well, sometimes there is no hope. And that is a fallacy. There is always hope. Hope is always evolving. It's always um, changing. So the hope you woke up with this morning may be different than the hope you go to bed with. But just remember to be hopeful, be resilient, be resilient in spirit, mind, and body. And, um, and make good connections because having fun while you're doing these things is important as well. Just make sure that you're not always working hard. I play cards with my husband every single night. It's like we're dating. We play cribbage. We have the candle going. We have a cocktail and we play cribbage every night. And that helped me cognitively because my brain had a lot of cognitive issues. And initially I could barely play the game and now I can do it. And it helped me with multitasking and doing all kinds of things. So be creative in your recovery. And um, I welcome anyone to reach out to me. I love connecting um, with people. And I'm so happy that Robert reached out to me and Marsha. And um, I wish you all well, health, and prosperity. Thank you. Thank you. That was great.